being young, gifted, and black is cool. 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 But it's exhausting. Welcome back to Millie Ring. This is the insert recap in Boomerang on BET. Sorry I missed a week, but this will actually get you caught up. So let's get into it. So episode eight is called Housekeeping, and it is a very different look of men, friendships, and relationships, and how they blossom and have bloomed over time. So it starts with the with Bryson and Ari coming into um, David, going to check in on David. So David had kind of been MIA for a while, and they go to find him in a slum. And they're like, why is he in a slum? What's going on with David? And Ari automatically jumps on it like, it's sex. You had sex. And Bryce is like, no, he couldn't have. He couldn't have had sex. He's a pastor. He's a minister. He's practicing. Um, he's disciplined himself. He, there's no way he had sex. And David said, no, not only did he have sex with Elaine, he had sex with her twice. So now you have Ari and Bryson there kind of playing the um, angel and the devil in the situation, arguing back and forth, going back and forth with each other, throwing little shots and fires at each other, kind of how in an animated series, the devil and the angel pop up on the shoulder. You kind of have Ari and Bryson playing that for David, who's going through his own thing and thinking of how he can fight through this and leaning on both of them and looking at how both of them would have intake on this situation, how both of them would handle this situation. First, you have David. Okay, so he has this burden now as a pastor and judging himself and holding himself accountable and to the same standard he expects other people to hold themselves and he's upset that he he gave into temptation he feel like he shouldn't have done that that's not the route he should have taken as a pastor but then you also have Bryce there letting him know that no matter what you're still human and now you have to recover from this you have to grow from this you have to learn from this you cannot beat yourself up about this you have to move on but then you have Ari more on the other side lean into it you did it it's a part of human nature it's kind of what your body probably needed you haven't did this since the divorce so lean into this but then you also have the storyline of Ari and Bryson and Bryson being a shady friend once again in my opinion I feel like if one of my close friends did some stuff how Bryson would do it to me nah we would have an issue we would have a big issue no matter if you don't believe in me like, you can't verbally just tell me out loud like that with no type of solution or way to process to help the situation. You literally just say, you're not going to help me. I'm not doing good, but you're not going to throw something out there when I'm out here trying and you know that I'm trying. Nah. So you have that going on. David catches on to it while still facing his own and figuring out because now Elaine is texting him and hitting him up. So he's still trying to figure out what he going to do in the whole situation and he's trying to play devil advocate to both of them to figure out what's going on with both of them. This episode did take a look at men opening up about their feelings and about how they feel about situations. So from David showing that he was hurting from doing this, he may have enjoyed it in the moment. But the long-term results of his action were not, it wasn't worth it in his opinion. You have Ari who's out here trying and really telling them he needs the support of his friends. He doesn't understand why his friends don't support him and what he's doing when he's supporting them and what they're doing. Then you have Bryson who kind of planned the good guy to David's situation but then been a complete asshole to Ari. Playing the fence in a weird way because he's really being so nice to David and we have to be here and David is more disciplined than you Ari. David is 
almost like he's saying David is a better person than you are because David is a pastor and David is um, a little more. He has a church. He's he's doing what he wants to do and Ari's still trying to figure it out. I feel Bryson is just, in my opinion, like Bryson is just not a good friend to Ari. And that's just how I feel about the situation. Yes, he does come around, but Bryson's delivery is never in a positive light to Ari, in my opinion. It never gets there to the in this positive mindset. It never yes, he even at the at they come together and they, you know, they reconcile. Bryson admits that he was wrong by study blocking Ari. David had to step in to and tell Bryson, like, you have to be there for your friend. You you're not all that. Like, get off your high horse. Your mom wrote your letter of recommendation and that's why you made it into the grand business relax. And Bryson did stand up as a millennial, and let it be known, no, I am top talent, period. <laughs> I had it either way it went. My mom recommendation just helped out, but I had it either way it went, period. So that was also interesting to see. Ari and Bryson definitely argued like brothers, and they come together at the end, almost as if a parent is in the room telling them, y'all need to make up and become brothers again. And that's kind of what David did in this situation. David had to play both and whole time, David is still trying to figure out, is he going to text Elaine back? She now hit him up multiple, multiple times. Ari giving him a solution. Bryson giving him a solution. Both of their solutions kind of fit those characters and roles of the situation from Bryson telling him, you know, go pray, go watch your movie, go pray. Ari did something kind of different. It would get different things going on throughout that. Another thing that I did enjoy was... Ari is just always a big mood. So <laughs> Ari, he really want to smoke weed and get some ass from time to time. And that would be lit for him. He said, righteous and ratchet. Righteous and ratchet. Why not? That's, that's what we need. Righteous and ratchet. Ari also letting it be known. He did not give up on God. He gave up on the church. He still believes in God. And there is a higher, a higher power out there. Um, that he does recognize, even to the fact of him knowing this, knowing the prayer that David did, because David went into prayer at the table while they were talking. He needed a moment. He went up. He went. He said he needed it right then and right there. And both of them being at the table, and I feel like it is kind of weird being in that space. I can remember as a kid, it, it was kind of weird to see people go up or just need to really take a minute to pray, pray or do something really feel the spirit, whatever. But it, it became understandable as I got older. So for them, they should have understood, but it's still kind of that awkward moment. Like, what do we do? Do we just sit here and be quiet? Can we start to eat? No. Okay, we'll wait. But then it did wrap it together with Ari knowing the prayer as well because it really showed he didn't give up on God. He gave up on the church. Which I understand because the, the church judged him. They, they do it all the time. So that's understandable. Bryson is so shady to Ari. The things that he say, the dagger that he throw are very direct, they're very well thought about, well executed, and it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Even when they come back together and become back friends, it's almost, what you were saying before, hmm, I don't know if I can mess with that. Like, I don't know if I can get down with that. I'm just saying. So their friendship is weird to me. It's very, hmm, I don't know. Um, But I did like how they had them as the devil advocates for each. And in the end, David ends up calling Elaine and letting her, like, they talked it out in the room separately. This is when Bryson and Ari had their chance to clearly hash it out alone, really what they go through, because they were alone for a moment in the beginning, and 
Bryson was kind of real shady. And that's kind of where the whole argument between them two kind of started. And it also helped with them playing the good guy and the bad guy throughout the storyline. So it really worked well all together as one story, like one consecutive storyline, but still three different storylines. It's as if each character has its own writer who just comes, like, writes it from their perspective. But it takes what the other person has already written down as well. It's it's written really well. So when David comes back to the table, he tells them, him and Elaine, they're just on two different pages right now, whatever. He then also lets them know he needs some time alone away from them. They both take it offensively, but not offensively. Well, Bryson didn't take it as offensively as Ari took it. Ari took it offensively, but they both... You know, at the end of the day, he had to understand he needed his own thing. He needed to go be with himself. And the fact of David opening up and letting them know, I just, I just can't be around y'all right now. I want to go spend some time with myself. I want to write in my journal. I want to play my gospel music. I want to be with, by myself, with myself. This is what I need. Bryson had to understand, you know, go go do your thing. Just hit us up. Like, go do your thing, though. Ari, he gets it, but his, he has to, you know, still play this jokester a-hole character so you know that kind of how it ended it ends with him reading his bible and elaine texts him he reads the text he kind of gives a look and then he um the kind of what the the episode kind of ends. It, it doesn't really show what the text said if he takes back or not like that so wardrobe of this one definitely bryson um the boys hall hoodie clearly a hbcu type of hoodie um and Ari also had a gothic dope t-shirt on. Couple of those, those are good. Okay, so music. Episode started with Jesus Walk Kanye Kanye West. So already started off lit type of mood. Throughout the episode, they're cleaning the house, so it's pretty much like a cleaning playlist. First, Bryson requests Alexa to play Anita Baker, and David don't got an Alexa, so Ari puts on his playlist. And the first song is I Wanna Be Down, Brandy. Bow. Boom, boom, I wanna be down. Yeah, right there, right there. Then the playlist had Can We Talk, Bad Boy Feel, Make Me Feel So Good. No, you make it feel so good. You know you make it feel so good. Ooh, bad, bad, bad. Because the whole time when they're at the house, they're checking on David. He's been in a slump living kind of like the Grinch almost. I don't really know. Eeyore didn't really have a dirty house. But I feel like Grinches, it was very dirty. He was living in dirt and filth and stank. So they were cleaning up his house as they're being there for him. So they had the cleaning playlist going in the background. So they also had Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. I don't know the words. But yeah, so the cleaning playlist was definitely, it was very needed. It, it played throughout the episode. It, it came in right on time. It left out right on, like it kind of faded in the background right on time. It was, it was on point. So that was episode eight, housekeeping. And then it brought us, Brings us right up to episode nine. Us two. Gets very serious. Right off the bat. It opens up. The Graham company is shutting down. It's, it's, it's no more. It's no longer there. And it starts to then touch on what, what happened. Wow. One one case and he shut down. This is Bryson's point of view. Chris is like the solid. It was more than one case. It, it wasn't just one case. Don't make it seem like only one thing has happened. No. 
And so you kind of put two and two together. Wow. So Market Graham had did something to someone. Someone has came forward 20 years later and he did something. And then you have the point of view of Simone, who's the daughter, who has always looked up to her father, who has literally been in the agency since it since she was born. So she you you see you get to see her point of view. And you think, okay, of course, they're going to talk about Simone. So you think the episode is going to be about Simone. And then the episode starts and it touches on all of their points of view. And each of them have a different point of view. And to sit there and even to have started a podcast to show how different millennials think of things, all of their point of view made sense in a different way. In a different way, they all had factual statements that made the other one say, I get where you're coming from, but... And we're going to start off with Tia, because Tia started it off. She set the standard. It was a read across the board, show-stopping, a monologue, a piece, a statement, period. Period. She did that. Tia stood very firm in wrong is wrong. I don't care. I understand. That's your father. But wrong is wrong. And we have to hold people accountable. Period. It could have been a look. It could have been you calling me cute. It could be me walking down the street and you staring at my booty. It's wrong. Period. Tia stood in it. She believed in it. And she kept and she stood her ground the entire episode. She did not change her stand. She did not give in. She did let it be known and showed that I understand where you're coming from. I get what you mean. But at the same time, it's wrong. She stepped over her place a little, a very little, when she said the grand company should have been closed down. I thought that was like an insensitive statement, seeing that the fact of one of your closest friends is this man's daughter. That's kind of wrong, but, you know, she stood, she stood in it. She said what she said. She didn't care. You had David, who actually surprised me. David's character surprised me in the fact of what he said was very believable, but it also wasn't what I would expect my pastor to say to me in the sense of at the end of his his point of view, he kind of told Simone, because Simone asked, what about my mom? Like, my mommy. His answer was, God wouldn't put anything on her that she wouldn't handle. Which could be, that that is a statement that could have been used in this, but to also think this is one of my closest friends and this is her real family, I almost want to say I feel like there had to be a better scripture that he that uh, I would have expected a pastor to say to me other than God wouldn't put more on my mother than what she could handle. That's kind of understood, but that's not what I want you to say to me. So David's point of view was, was kind of weird when it came to, you know, looking at the situation and relating it back to God. And Tia actually asked him, like, stay out of it, preacher, which was just, like, very shady. But David's um, idea of it was kind of off to me a little a little Ari <laughs> Ari so lovable it's like you tripping when it comes to R. Kelly mute R. Kelly but then he made it very factual and clear how he felt about the Bill's Cosby situation and what it how it relates to the R. Kelly situation and with the Bill Cosby situation it is so true that a lot of black millennials were watching that type of show seeing like oh I can be a doctor with a lawyer with multiple kids live in a big house you know 
grow teach my kids things from tricks and even the whole I've always said once I um have children and they act up, I'm doing the thing with that they did to Theo and they took him, took everything and said, Okay, pay me rent. Are you on furniture for your room? That costs extra. You wanna be grown, you wanna get out? Okay, I'm gonna show you how it feels to get out. You can get out and be up in here because I can make some money. Period. So stuff like that, it's just the tactic that they show within a black household. And Ari was letting it be known that's what he watched growing up. That's what he knew as a father growing up. So to take that away isn't right either. It's not fair either. And Tia still stood in her period. No. No. It's wrong. It's wrong. All of it's wrong. Period. So I would care for Tia's stance, but Ari made a point. Ari made a very valid point to his point of view. You have Bryson who holds Marcus to such a high standard and... You know, he's always looked up to him and always wanted to be like him to now see that he he said it. He was seeing that Superman can't fly. It hurt him in a different type of way. And now he's dating Simone. So as much as he wants to be here for Simone and help Simone, he's also going through his own thing. And he was excellent with with trying to make Simone smile. I'm going to bring you, I'm going to fix your plate anyway. You ain't got to tell me you're hungry. I know that you're hungry. I'm looking at you, so I'm still going to fix your plate. I'm going to lighten the mood up. I'm going to say, you want me to kick everybody out? Whatever you want me to do, I'm here to do for you. He is really showing her and showing the group that he really does love Simone. And it's so adorable to me how much he has love for her, how much he does love her. But I just feel that girls don't want the good guy. Girls do not want the good guy. And the next episode is something that's going to go happen. It's something that's going to happen with Simone and Bryson and Camden. And it's just going to show the girl don't want the good guy. Girl don't want the guy who's in love with them unconditionally and who what, who will do whatever they want for them. But that's neither here nor there. First point of view was in love, but also hurt because this man he's looked up to. So Crystal's Crystal point of view was a little different. You can kind of read her face the entire episode from the beginning when she was talking with Bryson by herself and him. And he kind of mentioned something that her face kind of like folded a little then it kind of gets more into it with her kind of stance of letting it go and it shouldn't have to be held over them. And then Simone kind of just whipped it out at her and said, you let somebody do this to you and moved on. That wasn't right. Like You can't, you shouldn't have did that. Crystal told her, I took responsibility for my actions and what I did in the situation and I moved on. You can't, you can't get hold on to something like that. You have to move on. So to see Crystal kind of be in this weird space is also a person's point of a viewpoint of saying, wow, you know, you never really think of it like that. Somebody who kind of went through a similar situation, how they feel about it. And she said she never felt uncomfortable at the Graham agency. She never felt powerless at the Graham agency. And Tia stood there. That doesn't make it okay for everyone else because it didn't happen to you. And that's really what they were standing in and, and, and saying and communicating and letting it be known. So Crystal was in a weird situation. Simone kind of snapped at her as well. And Crystal said, you know, you're going through a lot. So I'm going to just walk away. And I'm going I'm to I'm be understanding. I'm going to be a friend and understand that you are going through a lot. Because something to see, like a black woman is saying, like, I'm not going to argue with you because you have a lot on your plate. And I get it. I get it. I'm just going to walk away. That was great moment in television friendship. A great type of moment. And then you have Simone. Simone, she's still a person. She's still a human. But at the same time, she, she is a strong 
feminist and standing in her power as a feminist and saying, it's not okay. It's not okay for someone else to do it. It's not okay for him to have done it. And I cannot sit here and say, I can, I'm completely okay with it because it was my father. So it may not be true. I have to stand in my ground as a feminist and say that I, I have to process this. I'm hear, hearing everyone's point. I'm getting everyone's point of view. She did let it be known. I, I'm glad you guys are all here for me. But she was being a bitch. Period. It was very understandable to see somebody from in that point of view or in that aspect as a daughter of this person. So I'm dealing with that to then also the fact of I'm dealing with I'm a feminist and I I, I don't believe that it's a, it was a mistake. And, and then my mom is involved with this. My mom is attached to this. Would she have gone as far in her career if she would have not have married him? Would he still have supported her? Or was it some 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 underlying into that? And, you know, Tia brings up the fact that she was sleeping with Bryson's mama while she was with your mama. So don't make it like he's this peaky and cream type of guy either. But that's still her father. And it cuts to the last scene of her walking down the hallway as a little girl. And you can see her walking up to Marcus Graham in, in the Graham agency. And it was so sad. And that's my only music shout out for the episode is that song. And the name of that song is Tomorrow by Georgia Smith. And wow. Wow. It was wow. Wow. So once again, they have done it. I can't believe it's the last episode. Congrats on season two. I'm so happy there will be a season two of Boomerang on BET. I am ready. I'm ecstatic. Only thing I can say from people who I've talked to, I enjoy the 30-minute episodes. People have said make the episodes longer. You know, think about doing a 45-minute episode and a 15-minute episode recap with different members of the cast each episode, after each episode. That would be fun. But people have said make the episodes a little longer. So if y'all ever hear this, that would be a recommendation. I like the 30-minute episode, but I'm so excited for season two. Either way it go. Can't wait for the season finale because I know it's going to leave us with some cliffhangers, especially since we now know there will be a season two. I feel like it was already written to have cliffhangers, but I feel like it's going to end the storyline of Bryson Simone and Camden not knowing where it's going to take us. So I really am excited to see. Maybe it's going to wrap up what's going to go on with Elaine and David, but let's see. Can't wait. But thanks for listening and... We out. Join in on the conversation at underscore FMBM on Instagram. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on all your favorite streaming services. Thanks again for listening. Now go out and be a product of your imagination.